Welcome, Impactful Parents. It's time for the Impactful Parenting Podcast, where I give you parenting tips and resources to make you a more impactful parent to your school-aged child. I am your host, Christina Campos. Welcome, Impactful Parents. Hi, everybody. Oh, my goodness. I am sick today. If you're watching the video on YouTube, You can see me. I am a huge struggle bus. (laughs) Today is going to be a very real episode as I'm not feeling very well. And I just wanted to put something out to my audience to say, hey, this is what I'm going through and you are not alone. So welcome to the Impactful Parent. My name is Christina Campos. I'm founder of the Impactful Parent and I help parents of school-age children turn their chaos into connection with their adolescent. I am a mom of four kids. I have taught every single grade level from preschool through high school. And today I help parents navigate that frustrating, confusing, but rewarding world of parenting. So welcome to the Impactful Parent. (laughs) And most of the time, my episodes are not like this at all. Okay. Um... I have been a big struggle bus lately, just in my personal life and mainly with my health. And I just wanted to come on today and talk a little bit about my health and say, when your health isn't that great and you still need a parent, it is some of the most frustrating things ever. Like you just, you don't want to get out of bed, but you know, especially when you're a single mom, like I am, I, um, you know, you, you have to get out of bed. I still have to get up and take the kids to school, even though I might be throwing up or have a fever. Um, and hopefully if you are not feeling well, you have a team of people around you to help you and be there for you and maybe take the kids to school and make some dinner or you got to allow yourself to have these days and just feel through them. And know that this does not represent the kind of parent you are. Now, if you have some really serious things going on with your health, I'm going to say my prayers for you. That's not what today's episode is about. Today is about having the common cold, or in my case, also on top of that, going through perimenopause. Now, moms out there, I want to talk about this because (laughs) nobody talks about this. Okay. On top of feeling pretty crappy because of my perimenopause, which I'll get to in a minute. I have this cold, right? And I feel like it just, my whole immune system is completely compromised. I woke up this morning. I still made my kids breakfast. I struggle bust through it at all. And even though I didn't want to take them to school, I knew not only should I, but it's like the only opportunity to give me a break during the day too, to be able to speak with you and do some other things or even just rest. So I knew that just struggling through it for that first hour of my day might be really eventually um, it would allow me to have more time to do the things that I want to do. I just thought I'd come on and talk about this feeling inside of not understanding where my body, um, how it feels, why it's feeling the way it is anymore and everything. About um, three months ago, I started really feeling just off, 
just off. And for those of you who don't know, um, I am 47 years old and I knew that menopause or perimenopause, that pre-menopause time was coming and creeping up on me shortly, but I had still felt great. I felt like I was okay. And a lot of the early symptoms that I had just are like typical symptoms of getting older and aging and, you know, did not set off many red flags. For example, I started losing my hair about, mm, about when I was about 42 and, um, more recently now it's just like coming out and just clumps. It's, it's almost scary because I'm like, am I going to go bald? Am I getting bald spots? I definitely, um, my camera is not focusing very well, but I'm definitely, if you're watching the video getting, uh, much thinner right here around in my temple area. Um, and you could say, Oh, but your hair looks great. And you have so much hair. I had twice as much hair than I do right now. When I was younger, twice as much. I had a ponytail that was thick like rope. I mean, just huge. And it was so thick that I didn't even like it. It was so thick. It was just too much hair. So when I started losing my hair, I actually took it as a blessing. Like it was nice not to have so much hair and to have a little bit more control on, um, how to style it because it just wasn't so much. And my hair is actually naturally curly too. So it would get into these like like stringy and whirly things and poke out in places that I didn't want it to poke out. So it was fine. Now, fast forward even more five years later, I am really still losing my hair and it's becoming an issue, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. On top of that, my body doesn't feel right. Like just something is completely off. And I think one of the like misleading things about going through this perimenopause part of my life as a mom is that every day is completely different. <laughs> Excuse me as I wipe my nose and snipple. Um, but every day is different. Um, some days I wake up and I'm completely fine. And other most days something is wrong, but that symptom varies. Um, the temperature, the most common one, those hot flashes and night sweats definitely have those, uh, started off with my night sweats. And now I'm getting the day sweats where I'm literally wearing layers of clothes. Now you can see I have my, um, different layer on because I'll get super hot and super cold throughout the day. And I'm constantly doing that unzipping, zipping, <laughs> I need to do, um, but that again, just the tip of the iceberg, waking up in the middle of the night, um, not being able to fall back asleep. So I've been getting a lot less sleep. Um, I used to sleep a minimum of eight hours and it was fantastic. I loved it so much. Today, I'm lucky if I get six hours of solid sleep. If I did get that, I'm pretty happy. Um, but that's not what I want. I want more sleep than that. And my body just as I get older, it does not want to give me that, whether it's hot flashes or just not needing it, I guess. I don't know. It's so weird as you get older, how you're changing. They call this like the second puberty. No, that is not what this is. <laughs> this is puberty 
sucked and I feel bad for my teenagers, Mm -mm. this is way worse because I do not have the metabolism I had before, which, yeah, I'm gaining weight. (laughs) And again, you could say, oh, or whatever. I used to be a tiny, tiny little thing. And I am at least a minimum of 15 pounds overweight um, from that time in my life. And would love to drop some of that weight um, just to be healthier and feel good. I've started feeling that I'm losing my muscle mass. That is terrifying. Um, I'm getting so weak. I have started to be proactive about that and like exercise and try to exercise every day. Um, And even that I am getting so sore after every workout that the next day I can't work out or sometimes even two days. And then I start to get back into my regimen again, but then I fall back into being sore because I worked out and I have to take another day off and I'm not able to work out every single day the way I want. So I can actually start building muscle because my body hurts all the time from any of the activity that I'm already doing. Um, and so I'm hoping I'll come across that hump soon, but until I do, it's so frustrating because I can feel myself losing muscle mass and I just can't get there. Um, another symptom, um, I have just noticed and all that is, you know, of course the moodiness and feeling like one day I want to eat everything, single thing in sight. I'm like, and then the next day, or even later on that afternoon, (laughs) sometimes it's not even the next day. I can't barely eat at all. And I'll take two bites and I have no interest in food at all. And I'm so like right now I'm so tired. I know it's the cold too. But I'm so tired of not feeling myself. And I think that's one of the more frustrating things is tired of not feeling like I like the person I know I am inside. So dealing with all these perimenopause symptoms, um, I have gone and tried to talk to doctors. And here is where the frustration continues. Um, I went first to my family physician who immediately put me on an estrogen pill, estrol. I'm so bad with pharmacy names. So yeah, give me grace on these guys, but put me on an estrogen pill and said, here. Um, And then I started like doing some research and things on my own. And the research is all over a board about whether estrogen is going to be good for, um, it's good for you. Now, I still have my ovaries. However, I also have a hysterectomy. Um, My mom died of ovarian cancer when I was in my mid-30s. And it's always been a point of contention um, to like just my private areas having some issues. So after I had all my children, I knew I wasn't going to have any more. I kept watching it and still kept having some issues. So I did take the leap um, about three years ago to, yeah, about 40, age 45, 44, to take all my woman parts out. They decided to leave my ovaries. 
And so they're just floating around in my body somewhere. It's kind of crazy to think that. Um, but I was just even reading yesterday, um, or I should say saw a social media post from a woman who I follow, who is an expert in menopause, um, that she was talking about an article where if you've had a hysterectomy, then you can go into menopause so much sooner than someone who has their lady parts, all of their lady parts, even though I still have my ovaries and they wanted to keep my ovaries so that I would naturally go into menopause. I wouldn't have to go into hormones and things, but here I am going naturally into menopause and I am begging for those hormones and things because I am crazy inside with whether it's my mood, my, how my body feels, my sleep patterns, my temperature, <laughs> like it's, it's all completely out of whack. And so I am searching for help. So as I search for help back to my doctor, I'm searching for help and he prescribes me um, the estrogen. Now, I think it was a good place to start. I think that with Western medicine, what he prescribed was completely legit. And yet I feel a little reluctant to take it just because I've read so many different things and it's no knock against him. Again, I feel like he prescribed what he thought would be best for me. And what he did was not anything unusual. Um, I even went and verified it with another family physician who said, yep, it looks like that's what I would have started you on too with Western medicine. That's what I would have gone. So I definitely feel like he is trying. He's trying to lead me in the right way. Still just don't feel right about it. I don't know why I don't want to take those pills, but something inside me says, I don't know if this is really it, if that's really the solution um, to get on a medicine that in 10 years from now, they're going to make me get off of it because at that point it's too dangerous. Maybe that point it might give me cancer, but apparently now 10 years younger, it won't, the risks are very low. I don't know. Doesn't that all that sound crazy? I mean, I know I'm not a medicine guru or I don't even know crap about medicine, but the fact that you could take it now, but you can't take it later. It just doesn't sit completely right with me until I know for sure. I want to feel confident in what I'm putting into my body, especially now that I know that everything affects it. <laughs> Not like when I'm young and the metabolism would just, you know, burn it all off. Um, so then I um, went to more of a hormone therapy type person. And of course, without telling them about my prior uh, appointment with my family physician, they said that they would never put me on estrogen because I still have my ovaries and I'm making estrogen already. And so why would I do that? And they prescribed me two completely different other hormones as a replacement, one being testosterone and the other being progesterone. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but either way, I was like, how is it that these two experts are completely the opposite and saying exactly opposite things. So then that made me question everything even more. It's like, I'm looking for clarity. And instead I'm just getting more freaking confused. <laughs> um, please tell me in the comments 
if you have been on this journey, if you if you have any suggestions, if you know where you should go, um, I do have another appointment with another physician. This one is somewhere, hopefully in the middle, somewhat homopathic and yet also also still practices Western medicine. And I can't wait next week to find out what this person says um, that I need. But that's where I'm at, where I'm not taking anything right now. And I'm kind of letting my body go through its natural cycle of life. Um, Because some doctors will tell you that too. This is natural. You know, you don't give kids hormone therapy for their crazy hormones when they're teenagers. You know, so going through menopause, it's a natural thing. You can just not take anything if you wanted. But I'm telling you that I'm feeling like a crazy person. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out how to at least manage some of these symptoms that I have so that I can even show up to you better. Because I'll tell you right now, I am not at my best. I mean, I the brain fog alone does not allow me to work. Yesterday, I tried so hard. I tried so hard to work all day long. I couldn't think. I couldn't put thoughts together. And how can you write blogs or do podcasts or create a YouTube video or even a social media post when you can't be articulate and you can't say what you mean and mean that just comes out diarrhea of the mouth. Kind of what's happening right now. You can still hear it in me, right? Like I'm rambling. I'm still trying to find the right words to what I want my message to be. All of that is this brain fog that I experience nearly on a daily basis, just at different levels and at different times a day. And I wish I could figure out like, oh, I know I'll be tired by the afternoon. So I'll just wake up early and do all my work in the morning. I can't even do that because every day is so different. I have to I had to I had to figure out how to let go of my stress of wanting to be so productive just to let things flow right now because it's such a weird time in my body's life. I hope that makes sense. I don't even know if I'm making sense because I'm even speaking this right now. But no one's talking about how so many moms are going through this and at home they have Some of them have young children if they had, you know, children later on in life. But most of us moms who are in perimenopause, we have teenagers. So we're already feeling like crazy inside. We're already super freaking irritable. And then your teenager is irritable. And what a bash of heads this becomes. And I just want to point this out to parents, especially mothers, that you got to take a step back and realize that I, I snapped this morning at my son because he, I, I woke up, busted my ass to make him breakfast. And he was lollygagging around in his bedroom, not coming down to eat, waiting for it. To, it's getting cold. And he's just watching games and video, you know, watching some video, taking his sweet time. And I, I, blech. I completely went off on him and just was like, you know, you know, I don't know what I even said. I can't even think. Um, but it wasn't what my best self. It wasn't my greatest mommy moment, all because of my hormones. 
where any other day I just would have been a lot more calm about it. I would have just uh, given him some grace for wanting to watch some YouTube video on his way to, you know, waking up. But this morning, that's not how I felt at all, especially with being sick. Like, no, I was going to tell him how, how badly he was making me feel and that he needed to switch up his behaviors. Not great. I didn't do it well. I mean, maybe the message got across and hopefully my son gave me some grace and saw the crazy look in my freaking eyes and said, this is not my mother. Um, but I am being really open and honest with my teenagers about how we are one ball of hormones in this household. I mean, there's three of us. I have four kids, but two of them are off at college. But two of my kids are still here at home. They're teenagers. We're three hormonal things just happening. Not to mention my, you know, partner in crime, um, who is my support network. Um, and I call him cowboy. That's my name for him, my nickname for him. Um, but he's been amazingly patient with me and how I am not me. I am not me right now. I don't know who this Christina is. This is not the Christina I know. And thank God that he's been patient. Although I, I mean, he's been mad at me too for certain things and I don't blame him. So to take a step back and no one is talking about how we're all hormonal balls of crazy right now. I don't get it. I don't get it. And hopefully this is the start of that conversation in the parenting world of how perimenopause affects moms how this is a real thing. And if this was affecting dads, I wonder, would we have a cure by now? If a man's testosterone naturally just left him um, in his mid forties to mid fifties, and, you know, he was losing his incentive, his drive, his girl in life, you know, and he was acting crazy, and I don't know, his testicles were troubling up or something, <laughs> you know, would we have a cure for this by now, or, or at least a more aligned sense from the medical community of how this can be managed and treated. Um, but I don't know, that's all theory, right? Maybe not, who knows? But I do wonder that um, today, more women are being vocal about how we feel. And I'm so grateful for those amazing uh, social influencers out there um, like Drew Barrymore, who speaks openly about this. Um, Oprah speaks openly also about menopause. Um, there are several big artists that just do that. Thank God, because we need somebody with those big voices to start making the rumble so we can get help so that the common folk like us can get some freaking help and we don't murder our teenagers <laughs> because our teenagers are having a hard enough time as it is. Our families are having enough hard of the time as it is. We, it's so hard to be patient as it is, right? You throw perimenopause on top of it for a lot of these mothers. And it's no wonder that we're snapping back. We can't be patient. We're 
being irritable. We are just, our fuse is so short and our body is so tired that we can't be and show up for our kids the way we want, the way they need us to. Um, And even worse, if you are a single mom, again, even worse, like if you don't have that support system, that other person to say, hey, I got this and take over or at least balance you out. um, I feel for you, mamas. I feel for you, mamas out there who are in that position. And I I just want to say, I see you and I I hear your cries in the night when I wake up too with my hot sweats. (laughs) I hear you. Um, I'm there. But I just wanted to come guess, come on here. I know I'm rambling. I know I don't have anything really specific to say to you. But for those of you um, who listen to me on weekly, who wait for my Thursday uh, podcast or YouTube video to come out, I just want to say a big thank you. A big thank you for all those parents who put up with me listening to some of the crazy shit I put out. Oops, sorry. Um, and I've been really frustrated lately with the impactful parent. I've been trying to shift some things, trying to make things better. Um, I'm having difficulty with engagement, which has been um, wearing on me because without engagement, and for those of you who don't know, engagement is when you comment, you like a video, you um, you engage with whatever content I'm putting out, whether it's a social media post or a podcast or a YouTube channel, or even downloading the impactful parent app. When there's no engagement, it feels like I'm talking to crickets. Like there's just a a wall. And a lot of that has been happening lately, which makes me frustrated because I want to help people so badly. And I take so much time and effort to do that um, without any expense or money in return, um, just wanting to help parents. And I'm like, hello, is anybody out there listening? (laughs) Um, I know you are. And those of you who are, I just want to say, I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for checking in on me every week. Thank you for um, spreading the word and sharing my podcast or YouTube channel or social media or app with mom, with your friends, with other crazy paramenopause moms. Um, thank you to all of you. And um, I am not going to give up this good fight. I am going to figure out these hormones so I can show up for you and my own children with better presence and better content um, as I'm switching things around and even adding a co-host soon. Um, I'm doing everything I can to figure out how to, how to elevate. And thank you for all the support. I can't, I'm not here without you. I, there's no reason to be here without you. And you mean everything to me. I've, with all of my knowledge, I just wanted to help people with like that. I wanted to say, I've, I've been there, I've done that. And let's learn from each other. Let's build a community where we can all help each other and share ideas because what works for one kid does not necessarily work for your next kid because they're all so freaking different. And I just wanted to bring a community of like-minded moms and dads together to say, I need help. Do you have ideas? Uh, Where can I go? And for them to have a trusted source to be able to say, I really, truly care about you. Let me see how I can help you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you some more. I can't say it enough. 
have an amazing day. I'm going to go rest and oh my God, I'm about ready to have a flat flush right now. <laughs> People watching the video are going to watch my temperature rise right now. I'm already getting flushed. Oh, okay. That's a perfect way to end this podcast as I uh, get my hot flash. <laughs> we got this, parents. We're figuring it out together. I love you. Thank you for listening today. Remember to subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And don't forget, the Impactful Parenting Podcast is an extension of the Impactful Parent community. Go to the Impactful Parent website and download the free Impactful Parent app so you don't miss a parenting tip that can help you and your family. Thanks for listening today. So go to theimpactfulparent.com and see you next episode.